Faster than a speeding bullet. More powerful than a locomotive. Hello, Gotham. Joker's back in town. I'm not wearing hockey pants. And now you're listening to the new and improved Outside the Comics Volume 2 podcast with your host, Alfred. No! What is going on, OTC listeners? Another episode of Outside the Comics Volume 2 podcast is in your life today. Here we are towards the ending of September with more news and shit that just comes over in rapid fire mode. Seriously, it's at the point now where you wake up in the morning and you scroll through Twitter, which I do nearly every day, and I just find more news and shit. And of course, Marvel delayed their movies once again. Once again, Marvel delayed their movies. Now, of course, everything is subjected to change, and it's at this point... I I really don't give a shit anymore. I really don't. We've already discussed in terms of why they're not going to release them on Disney+. Plus. Because if they did, it would have happened by now. We also discussed that at this point, everything is going to change so drastically, we really don't know what to expect as the days rolls around. Is there going to be a second wave of the virus? Is there going to be a third wave? Are people actually going to... Not everyone, obviously. Some... Are people actually going to follow protocol and wearing masks? Are multiple theaters around the United States are actually going to, you know, enforce the social distancing thing? Like, we don't know what to expect anymore. We really don't. But, nevertheless, I heard about it, and of course I read about it, so now I need to talk about it. And everything else that's been going on with, you know, in terms of certain spinoffs are in the works, and on top of that, we got... Uh, particular show being canceled from the CW. It's a lot to talk about here. So yeah, it's going to be another rapid fire mode. And of course, in addition to all of that, I'll probably save that for the main event, the main event of the evening. I finally finished Marvel's Avengers and boy, do I have a bit to say about that game. All I can say for right now, it did not deliver as much as I wanted. All that plus our superhero quote of the day. But first, like we always do about this time, let's get our shoutouts out of the way, shall we? And of course, if you are a major fight fan like myself, if you want to see a main event between two undefeated fighters, Israel Adesanya or Dasenia, however you want to pronounce it, and Paulo Acosta for the middleweight championship At UFC 253 this Saturday night. This is going on live from Abu Dhabi. And of course the co-main event. With John Jones vacating his championship. It is now the light heavyweight championship title match. Between Dominic Reyes and Jan Blakovic. Or Blakovic. However you want to say the name. If you want to see undefeated fighters. If you want to see a slobber knocker. It's up to you. If you are a UFC fan. But I know I'm going to see it as well. Go and check it out. Of course, you need the ESPN Plus to actually get through that firewall in order to pay for the pay-per-view. It is a little pricey. $65 is not cheap. But I am a fight fan and I'm going to see it nonetheless. Once again, UFC 253 going down this Saturday night live and only on pay-per-view. I actually love doing that voice. Now that we got that shot out of the way, let's go into our rapid fire mode where we will talk all the news and prominent stuff and the hilarious happenings 
in the world of comic book movies and shows, and that comes up right in a bit. So immediately a few people wanted to get my reaction in terms of Supergirl. That's right. If you haven't heard the news, Supergirl is ending. It will not be renewed for the seventh season on the CW network. It will stop after season six, which will be premiering sometime in 2021. And a lot of people wanted my thoughts on that. A lot of people wanted to know... You know, is this really going to change everything for the CW-verse rebranded known as Arrowverse, even though it will always be the Arrowverse? It will. It has been the Arrowverse. It always will be the Arrowverse because I'm sure they ended around sometime last year. I have to say, I really don't think it's going to change anything. I mean, I understand we've went through our few changes. Arrow is done. As far as I know, you know, the Flash is on their way out the door very soon. Even though we did get our season premiere, you know, trailer from DC's Fandom. And on top of all that, some other shows are being picked up. Like Swamp Thing, for example, is, being, is picked up by CW. And then you have, you know, Stargirl is being picked up by CW. As far as I'm concerned, I don't think the CW really is going anywhere. And with the few changes like Batwoman leaving, or I'm sorry, let me, I'm sorry, let me rephrase before I get ridiculed here the main actress is being replaced and now Supergirl is finishing up I honestly don't think the CW is really going to change anything in that perspective I can understand that we may not have as many crossover events but I don't think it's really going to do anything that drastic at least not anytime soon it seems very likely that with the rebranding of Arrowverse to CWverse they're really trying to understand where they can go at this point moving forward. Since Arrow was the main core and the main foundation of the entire show's being put together. It all started with Arrow. It all started with him. Then Flash and then Supergirl came in right after. I know a few people, even though I have not really seen the entirety of its, you know, of the show, which by the way, I think what I'm going to do is the beginning of 2021 I would say that I'm going to binge watch the entire CW-verse, the Arrowverse, literally from the beginning all the way to currently. So that's going to be tons of hours of just watching and binge watching. But what I'm going to do is I'm going to save it in the nighttime. This way I can get caught up, which will take me, I don't know, realistically speaking, it might take me half a year at best. But it's a way for me to try to... to it's a way for me to try to see if a lot of the problems that's been going on in the recent superhero shows really have been that drastic as what people were mentioning it or, or taking it out to be. So that's basically my way of trying to see if I can get caught up with everything going on. Now, to bring back to my point, is this going to change anything for the CW? I don't think so. With a couple of shows that they're going to be introduced and... 
you know, I think they're going to try to incorporate more ideas in terms of how to move forward. Considering the fact that they just took a huge break with all the shit that the coronavirus has pushed everybody through, it's pretty clear they're going to take a long break from it. And, you know, sometimes the last thing you want to do is milk a show literally to its bone and then all of a sudden the ending is not what it appears to be. There's a lot of shows that are like that. There are a lot of shows that goes on for way too fucking long and it should have stopped after a season like what, four, five, or six. The Walking Dead is a good example. It just keeps going and going and going. I think they're stopping after season 11. Jesus Christ, when was the last time I watched the fucking show? Season 3? I think that was the moment when I stopped. Because there were a lot of characters that I just did not like at all and it just took me away from the show. I'm like, alright, that's enough. That That's enough. Not for me. Not for me. But in any case, I'm sure Supergirl has had her run. I'm sure everyone that was involved with the production, the main character and the cast and everyone else has had fun, had a huge blast filming each episode. I'm sure CW has done a decent job trying to get their diversity message out to the audience. Whatever. It's all fine and dandy. We'll see exactly how I feel about it once I start watching everything. So, there's always that. Goddamn, now that I rethink about it, re-watching everything from the very beginning, starting with Arrowverse all the way till now, Jesus Christ. I don't know if I can take that Season 3 slash Season 4 Olicity thing like I did last time. That, that, was a huge, that was a huge downslope for me in terms of binge-watching that show. Green Arrow does something, they make him feel like shit, he apologizes, he hasn't learned his lesson, rinse, repeat, cycle, and then the fight scenes, all choreographed, they must, I remember watching on YouTube that there was a guy, I forgot his name, I really want to give him a shout out, I completely forgot his name, where he literally counted as many backflips, side flips, and just flips in general within the Arrow show as a whole. And I think he lost count like after a hundred or something within like a season. God damn. After Deathstroke from season two, that's when it started to go downhill for me. It really did. But like I said, I have to rewatch everything from the beginning. So maybe I can do a review on it. Maybe I can actually, you know, pay attention to whatever it is that's going on. So we know so many hours of content. Jesus, so many hours of content. Anyway, moving on with the uh, rapid-fire news, considering I just spent a lot of time on Arrow as it is. There's been a couple of spin-off shows that are in the works. And one of them that really went off to the top of my head, James Gunn. Yes, the director for The Suicide Squad is going to be making and directing a spin-off show starring John Cena, The Peacemaker. Now, I don't know too much about The Peacemaker. I really don't. But when John Cena was in an interview, he actually said that it was like a douchebaggery type Captain America. And I thought to myself, holy shit, this is perfect. This is perfect for his character with his Boy Scout, you know, uh, rise above hate type mentality within the WWE. And the fact that he actually gets to be a heel of that particular character, a douchebag Captain America, I would pay money to see that. I really would. And the fact that he's going to have his own show, 
I think there was at one point in the trailer for the Suicide Squad that he actually did kill people and he either laughed about it or walked away from it or let's just say it was the type of John Cena that I'm not really used to seeing. But it's fun. It's fun, it's campy, and it's something I want to look forward to. It's something that I am looking forward to. It really is. So, shout out to James Gunn for that. Can't wait to see when it's going to come out. Another spinoff show that's in the works. Apparently, the boys spinoff show, which is focusing on superhero college kids, will be made by Amazon very soon. I would say maybe mid or late 2021. Supposedly, if everything goes according to plan. We know that the season finale for The Boys Season 2 will be on October 9th, which means we have three episodes to go starting this Friday. And uh, I have to say, the first season definitely has way more of a punch fun factor in terms of it being better. But Season 2 definitely has its moments where it spends a lot more on the political figures and more on the messages that's going on in the world rather than the individual story. But then again, I could be completely wrong. I would have to wait until the season is over, then I'll give my review. In terms of a spin-off show, I think it was one interview where someone said that it's going to be like Disney Sky High. I have no idea what that means, so if this pertains to you, if you have any idea what the hell they're talking about, by all means, you can let me know in the comments below. But I would have to say, the last time that I saw a fucked up superhero show that features a bunch of kids or teenage kids, it's been a while. It really has been. I mean, what's coming to my mind is probably Misfits, but Misfits was from the UK. And Misfits, even though there were a few episodes that was literally going all over the place, there were a few moments that tugged in my heartstrings. It really did. And what was fascinating about the Misfits show is each character that got their powers got them based on their personality. And I thought that was very, very fascinating. Like, I'm not going to spoil anything. Well, maybe slight spoilers, but I'm not going to say who has their powers. But there was one character that is completely shy, completely isolated, and his powers, that resonates with his personality of him being invisible. It's the sheer modification and the sheer presentation that no one notices him. And there was another character who is, let's face it, she is a slut, and the character is a slut, she is a bit of a whore, and whenever she touches someone... They just want to fuck her brains out. So if you are intrigued over what I just said. And you actually want to find out more about it. Go online or go on Hulu. I think it's on Hulu. Hopefully it is still on Hulu. Search up Misfits. I think it's like four or five seasons long. But I enjoyed the show. I really did. I watched it with my best friend slash brother from another mother. I like that show a lot. I really did. Anyway, back to the spin-off show. I know that I'm getting, you know, a little sidetracked very easily. Huh, that's not like me. <laughs> yeah, that's not like me at all. I am actually intrigued to see what they're going to do with a spin-off series. If it's going to be a prequel story or if it's going to be like a sequel story. I prefer some shows to be a sequel 
because they have a general understanding in terms of what they're picking off from instead of just, you know, putting in a storyline before the actual story and then we have to put the piece together to say, oh, what well, this is what this character is going to be like. Oh, okay, this is what it's going to be. I, I prefer sequels more than prequels. I really do. Even though some sequels, they don't really, you know, match up to the hype of the predecessor. But at the same time, I don't know, just for that sheer moment alone, I like a sequel better than a prequel. I like to see what happens next. I like to see if they take Easter eggs and actually move the story forward. Who knows? I mean, you could be like Jeepers Creepers 3 and become a mid-quel. A pointless, in-between quel. Whatever people say nowadays. <laughs> it's, it's fascinating. It really is. Let's see. What else to talk about here? What else to talk about? Movies being delayed again. We've already touched that upon the intro. And at this point, it's like beating up a dead horse to a bloody pulp. It really is. Everything is subjected to change. It really is. And until movies get back to normal... We're just going to have to expect more and more that movies just continues to get pushed back. Now, I know in the interviews, a couple of producers and, you know, showrunners said that this has nothing to do or will not fuck up the timeline whatsoever. And the fact that WandaVision is the only MCU show. By the way, think about this from a realistic standpoint. This is probably going to be the first time in like since 2009 or 2010 where there was no MCU movie at all and I think I looked at one of the comments from Twitter and people and some people are like oh we deserve the break and this is fine and this and that and blah 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 I'm thinking to myself dude what are you smoking what 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 are you smoking my guy you can use a break if you don't want to if you don't want to continue watching and shit by all means, you don't have to. No one's forcing you to watch these movies. No one's forcing you to watch these shows. Superheroes are life, man. Superheroes is my bae, motherfucker. Shit, son. Shit. Alright, I'm gonna stop talking like that. <laughs> this is pretty fun. Anyway, more shit continues to get pushed back. That's just the way it is. So, as of right now, Black Widow is going to get released on May 7th. Shang-Chi and the Legend of the Ten Rings is going to get released on July 9th. And Eternals is on November 5th. So Eternals is going to be from February and it's going to get pushed back all the way to November. Now considering Eternals is a prequel story, this doesn't really say anything much. But I do know there's been a lot of talk for Black Widow to be on Disney+. Plus. Again, it's not going to happen. A, if that was an option, they would have done it by now. And B, as I kept saying before, they will not chance a movie to lose the ticket sales or possibly making a shitload of a profit from the production costs that they put in. It's not going to happen. Because if it did, it could have happened by now. It's just the way it is. So as of right now, we have no choice but to wait. We have no choice but to continue to be patient. That's all there is to it. Anyway, let's move on to Marvel's Avengers before we close out this episode for the evening. Oh, man. Okay, um, how do I want to tackle this? Before I 
somewhat shit on this game, I now understand that Batman the Arkham games and Spider-Man for the PS4 were the pinnacle of superhero games, at least in my opinion. At least in my opinion. Um, as of recently, because I know there were many games that were way better from back then in the 90s or early 2000s. I can't name off the top of my head right away. But in terms of recently, those two games, those two key characters are still the pinnacle of video games for superheroes. Now, please keep that in mind when I say that. I have never, ever been so frustrated in playing a game as much as I have with this. I think the last time that I played a game like this and I was so frustrated with all the grinding and all the shit that I had to do in terms of an RPG playing type game was probably Final Fantasy XV. And of course, it was made by Square Enix. When I saw the trailer around last year, immediately I had my doubts. It was not made by Rocksteady. It was not made by Insomniac. It was made and produced by Square Enix. And right away, I could tell that there were a lot of cracks within this game. Now, I may not be an expert on games like my best friend or other people are, but I am somewhat of an expert, not really an expert, but somewhere of a um, novice or have enough knowledge to know when something is working and something is not. This entire game structure is all about you finding loot you looting for parts just to make your character stronger. That is it. That's literally the entire gameplay. Throughout the hours that you spend in terms of looking for chests and boxes and loots in order to make your character stronger or make their power level stronger, that's literally the basis of the entire game. And it's fucking sad to say the least. You don't feel like you're playing a cohesive superhero game like you do with Batman or Spider-Man. You don't feel that you could be one individual character and literally play out their story mode that only pertains to them. You don't feel like you're anything. This is this game is nothing more than a grinding game where it has so many side missions and the actual story gameplay mode is literally 8 hours long. It's around 8 hours. So, the cutscenes, and a lot of people do this on YouTube, the cutscenes to actually watch is about an hour and a half long. It's literally equivalent to a movie. So, if you don't play the game, and you'd rather watch the cutscenes for whatever fucking reason, you can literally go on YouTube right now, and the cutscenes are about an hour and a half. And if you watch someone uh, plays the gameplay mode, in terms of just a straight campaign, that's about three to four hours. So the side missions and the campaign story mode, that makes up the eight hours and they're literally half and half. And I don't understand why they did that. And of course, I'm going to spoil some of it it's because I just finished it and it's been out for a few weeks now. You play as Kamala Khan slash Miss Marvel and you rarely know anything about her. You understand in terms of why she wants to bring together the Avengers because of MODOK and his plans. And By the way, speaking of MODOK, just real quick, I'm going to steer away from this thought process real quick. They literally showed MODOK a few times during the game. Only a few times. And he was only one final boss battle at the very end of the game. Only one. 
So please keep that in mind when I'm making my point. So you're playing as Miss Marvel, you're playing as Kamala Khan, and she bears the responsibility of bringing the Avengers together after they did some fucked up shit in California or San Francisco, basically, that put them all, all on hiatus for about a good five years. So right away, you already get a time jump. The game is surrendered around Kamala Khan, bringing these characters together, right? So you're playing as each character. There are six characters in total. And each character definitely has their own mode in terms of how to play. No one character is the same. But when it comes to making them either stronger, it takes a long time for that to even happen. In terms of gameplay, you can die pretty easily in this game. There were so many moments where I lost count in terms of how many times I died from a normal space mode because of an enemy that is trying to kill me where I can't fucking see them. It's literally out of frame. It's out of picture frame instead of me facing them one-on-one, -on -one, if that makes any sense. This game has no consistency. This game basically is like... Oh, here are just robots where you can just fight them and there's no major boss battle. Now let's go back to the boss battle which I just mentioned about MODOK. There are only three main characters in terms of boss battles that you actually fight against where everything else is just robots. You fight Taskmaster who was in the beginning of the game. You fight Abomination twice, one in campaign and one in side mission. And then you fight MODOK as the final boss. Everything else in between are just robots, robots, giant robot, two giant robots, robots, and more robots. So, that's it. And I think I can understand, and I'm probably going on a stretch here, I think I can understand why they did that. If you remembered from the Avenger movies, from one closely related to part three... Every single fight that they went up against were robots. The Chitauri from Avengers 1, they felt like robots or robot-isk in a particular way. Age of Ultron, robots. Part 3, they were aliens, but if you replace them, they could also be replaced by robots too. If you truly think about it. So I think I can understand why they actually did that in this game, but like I said, that's way too much of a stretch here. I know there were a lot of people that were going through a lot of glitches in their game. I think I only had one glitch where the sound effect where literally it got cut off a few times. But I didn't really experience too much about that. The voice acting, again, decent. I understood why they couldn't use the usage from, you know, the MCU's version of the characters. And they had to go with whatever they felt was best. So I'm not going to complain about that. The voice acting is fine. In terms of the actual story, it's mediocre. It's literally me mediocre at best. You don't know much about Kamala Khan. She gets her inhuman powers off screen. So there's a disconnect from that. You switch from each character based on the campaign mode. Which, by the way, if you actually want to play on a particular character, let's like, like say, for example... My best friend, his favorite character is Thor. But you don't really get to play much of Thor in the campaign mode. You can only play him as much as you want during side missions. I don't get it. I, I don't understand why they dropped the ball. And of course, this brings back to my point. 
when you're playing Batman the Arkham games or Spider-Man for the PS4, you feel like those characters. You feel like the Batman. You feel like Spider-Man. You feel like you're swinging through buildings or trying to use your detective skills because those are the core foundations that not only those characters progress, but it helps pushes the storyline forward. And the environment is a character in and of itself. Gotham, New York City, whichever the case may be. In the Avengers, yeah, you're in the helicarrier, but then they drop you off in the mountains, and then you're fighting robots, you're looting for parts, which are not even customizable, by the way. Oh, and on top of that, in the game, you actually have to spend money in order to try to see if you can change the look of your particular character. So there are really not any major achievements that you can have where you can unlock certain skins. You have to do that based with your hard-earned money. And this is with every character. If the Hulk is your favorite character, for example, you could play as him. His combat modes are fucking slow and stiff as shit. You play like Iron Man or Thor, their flight patterns are really hard to master. The only ones that I actually had a great time playing with is probably Black Widow. And that's because she has much more of a fluidity than everybody else, maybe with Captain America, but with everyone else, it was all stale. And that's one of the main problems that I have when it came to this game. When I saw the gameplay at Comic-Con last year, it just felt rigid. It felt stale. There was no fluidity with the combat simulation. There was no moment where you can actually feel like you are part of the Avengers or that you are an Avenger yourself. Overall, the game did not deliver as much as it could have been. And I honestly do believe that Square Enix really needs to take a hard look on themselves and realize that you don't need so many hours upon side missions and just focus on a very good, cohesive story. If you're playing as Kamala Khan as Miss Marvel, I want to know how she got her powers. I want to know what developed her in getting her powers and her being a polymorph. I actually want to learn the backstory between her and this Abu character. I don't even know if that's her father. I don't even know if that's her friend, a cousin. I, I have no idea. I know nothing about this character. And they're shoving Miss Marvel in a particular way down our throats because she's having her own show coming out very, very soon. If I want to feel like I'm playing as Iron Man, if I want to feel like I'm Iron Man, give me more campaign story modes that solely focuses on him. Give me story modes that focuses on each character and not these bullshit side missions where you have to grind over and over and fucking looting for parts where it does get you stronger, but it doesn't make you look differently. If you could play Destiny... If you literally play the game Destiny, it plays a way better job in terms of you finding parts and your character looks different. I know I just ranted on and on about this and for a lot of people it was probably very vague. But it's like I said before, I'm not a true expert on games but I did know what I like and I did know what I didn't like. If the only saving grace that I would have to say is the fact that it's an Avengers game. That's it. That's the only saving grace. I'm a superhero guy, so it is an Avengers game. But 
Jesus Christ, Square Enix. I will say this. If this game were to be picked up by Rocksteady, Insomniac, or any other game developers... Hell, give me Ninja Theory. Fuck it, give me Ninja Theory. They can probably do a better job. Somehow. I don't know, man. I really don't. If I had to give a grade on this... I'd probably get a, give it a 5 out of 10. I'm going in the middle. I'd probably give it a 5 out of 10. There were a few things that I liked, and there was a lot of things that I didn't like. Does it cost $60? Hell fucking no. You're better off in borrowing the game, getting it used, wait for the prices to go down, getting it free, or whatever hell you want to do with it. Oh, and by the way, before I end this off right now, Modoc was not even the main villain. It was some chick named Monica. She was the one that planned the entire thing. She was the one with the evil vindictive thoughts. She was the one that spiraled everything out of control. So if you truly think about it, the main villain that this game was supposed to market towards, it was not even about them. It was about another side chick that was the main brains behind it. Jesus, Square Enix, what the hell happened? Anyway, I ranted on for too long. That's all we have for today on this episode of Outside the Comics Volume 2 Podcast. Once again, guys, thank you so much for listening. Thank you so much for sharing and subscribing. Continue to do that. Continue to help me and support me and do whatever you got to do to ensure that we shoot for the stars. And if you have any questions, comments, or concerns, hit me up on OTC Volume 2, volume completely spelled with the number 2, but you already know that. And of course, to hit me up directly, Mike Garcia VO. Now, before we end this night off, let's go to our superhero quote of the day. And this one is from Miss Marvel herself. Considering the fact that I just finished the game and she kept on reiterating this over and over and over, but these are her words. Good is not what you are, it's what you do. And my reaction to that is this. If these are the same words you're going to use for your upcoming show, for your upcoming series coming up on Disney+, Plus, please be badass about it. That's all I gotta say about that. Guys, have a great weekend. We will come back on Monday night. And as I've said before, if you hear about it and you read about it, I talk about it. Take care. Be safe. I'm done. I'm through. Peace out.